from Tylus. Glad you're here. I'm going to start this message with a profound truth. Revolutionary truth. Okay, are you ready for it? Okay, open your ears. This is profound. You are not an animal. You are not, that's not profound, right? You are not an animal. In fact, you were created higher than the animals. In reality, you were even created higher than all the angels because you were created in the very image of God. You were created in God's image. And one of the most important aspects of being created in God's image is that God has given you free will. God has given That's an incredible, incredible gift that the Lord has given you. You have the ability to choose. That's what separates us from the animals. You have the ability to choose. And in fact, you have the ability to choose even to curse God and turn your back on Him and ignore Him and disrespect Him. He has given you that choice. That free will. And with that choice, with our free will, that's tremendous power. And every day, and you know it and I know it, every day you are faced with many, many choices. Some choices small, like what am I going to eat today? Although I know for some of you that's huge. But um, some of you it's small choices, for others it's very big choices. But we are faced with many, many choices. Every day, many choices. And with so many choices that impact our lives and our future, don't you think it's important to know how to make wise choices, right? How do we make wise choices? How do we make choices that are going to positively impact our lives, our loved ones, the people around us, and not only for our life here on earth, but our, for our eternal future? And so that's why we are in the midst of this series, Making Wise Choices, which focuses on the book of Proverbs. Proverbs is one of the wisdom books of the Bible. There are three wisdom books, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Job. And Proverbs is actually made up of, of many, many wise sayings. A lot of them from Solomon, but they're from other sources. It's God using these people to communicate to us wisdom in the form of these wise saints. And they are a guide to living well in God's world. That's what the prophets are meant for. They're a guide to show us and to help us to live well in God's world. Let's look at this one verse, Proverbs 1.3. Their purpose, this is talking about the Proverbs and wisdom teaching, their purpose is to teach people to live Disciplined and successful lives to help them to do what is right, just, and fair. 
Now, when it comes to making wise choices, I think there are three types of people. Okay, there's three types of people. There's people that learn from the experience of others. And I call this the wise way, all right? This is the wise way. This is when you recognize other people have experience and have understanding and knowledge and have lived through a lot of things. So I can just learn from their experiences. In fact, the first nine chapters of the book of Proverbs, there are 10 speeches or 10 um, talks that a father is giving to his son. And so this father is trying to impart wisdom that he's learned through his years to help his son. To help his son to know how to make wise choices, to be successful in this world, and to not have to go through some of the hardships that he has gone through. Right? So that's the wise way. The wise way is learning from others' experiences. Now, that's one type of person. There's another type of person. That's people that have to learn for themselves. <laughs> and I call this the hard way. Maybe that refers to the hard head, but it's the hard way, right? And you've heard people like, and maybe you're like that, right? It's like, well, I just have to learn it for myself. My question to be is, for them would be, why? 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 It's because... Right? There's a pride. Actually, there's pride. There's a stubbornness. There's like a lack of trust. It's like, I got to learn it for myself. I got to see it for myself. I got to go through it for myself. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes, you, you travel the hard way, Bob. <laughs> there was this, this young business graduate. He had just graduated from business school. And he really wanted to be a very successful businessman. And so he thought, well, how can I learn more? So he went to this very successful, older business executive. So he goes to this executive, and he said, hey, can I just have, I just want to make an appointment to have 30, just 30 minutes of your time. I, 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 I'm just starting out, and if you could do that. In fact, I'll pay you $100 just for 30 minutes of your time. That's how much I want. So he made an appointment, and he goes and sits down with this business, and gives him his background, and, and then he asks him, can you just give me the key to being a successful businessman? And this executive answers, good decisions, good decisions, good decisions. And the, the, the young business graduate was like, okay, I need to make, well, what do I do? What do I do to make good decisions? And the executive with his head looked at him again and said, experience, experience, experience. Okay, well, I'm just out of puzzle. How do I get the experience? And the business executive looked at him and he said, bad decisions. Bad decisions. <laughs> <laughs> he was instructing this young, young business graduate in the school of what we call hard knocks, right? You have to go through the school. You have to learn it through stuff. You have to go through stuff. You have to go through failure, right? And some people are like, maybe you're like that. But that is the hard way. Because we could instead just learn through other people going through the school of hard knocks, right? And then... 
there's a third type of per person. There's the wise way, the hard way, and there are the people that never learn from their mistakes. And I call this the fool's way, right? The fool's way. There's a saying, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always done. And the fool's way is like that. People, you see them keep doing the same thing over and over and over and never learning from their mistakes or their experiences, right? You know, one of the definitions of insanity, continuing to do the same thing over and over and expecting different results, right? Maybe that's like you. Maybe that's like you. Right now, what is the Holy Spirit speaking to you about these two books? What is he highlighting to you? Because the Holy Spirit is here. That worship time was awesome. And through the worship team, they, they help to usher in. You know, God's always in us. God is always with us. But when we gather together to worship, God manifests his presence in a special way. God says he inhabits the praises of his people. So he comes in. So he has manifested his presence here to help us, to express his heart to us, to receive our worship. So he's here. What is he highlighting to you? When I say, which one do you tend towards? The wise way? The hard way? Or the fool's way? And what is he, what particular thing is he highlighting you to say, oh, I need to take a look at that. Maybe I'm not going about it the right way. Well, in the book of Proverbs, I'm going to pull out three major lessons. Three major lessons from the book of Proverbs that help us to learn and to know how to make wise choices. Okay? So the first one is this. Lesson number one. Have the fear of the Lord. Have the fear of the Lord. Proverbs 1.7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs 9.10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. Proverbs 14.26-27. In the fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence. And his children will have a refuge. You want your children to have a refuge in you and in your home? It says to have the fear of the Lord. Verse 27, the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life that one may turn away from the snares of death. There is an incredible lack of the fear of the Lord in the world today, in the society today, in the culture today. Now, when I talk about fear of the Lord, it's not terror. It's not terror of God. It's a healthy and proper sense of reverence and awe for who God is. Now, why is fear of the Lord the beginning of wisdom? Why is it so critical to making wise choices? Well, let me give you three things. Let me give you the A, B, Z, C's of this. Why fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A, first one, because when we have fear of the Lord, we acknowledge that I am not God. When you have a fear of the Lord, you understand who He is and who you are and who I am, and we understand that He is God, I am not. 
Because that right there settles the question of who's the boss? Who's on the throne? Who's in control of your life? Not on Sunday mornings, not on this and this time. Who's control? You know, we're talking and stuff a lot about the fact that we're here, we're here for maybe two hours a week. But that's just to give us a little taste, a little um, time to come together to worship the Lord corporately. But it's like it's almost like the trailer of a movie. You just get a little glimpse, a little taste of what the Christian life is supposed to be like. You, you know, you, you have fellowship, you worship the Lord, you sense His presence, you pray and minister to one another. But it's just a little taste. If that is your whole meal, then you are starving, emaciated. It's really the 166 hours during the rest of the week. What is going on there? Who's the boss? Who's in charge? Who directs your decisions? Right? So, when we have to say fear of the Lord, it's acknowledging He is God, and I am not. B, when we have fear of the Lord, it's believe that I, we believe that I don't get to make up my own definitions of good and evil, right or wrong. Since He's the boss, He makes up the definitions of what is good and what is evil. What is right and what is wrong? That's his prerogative as God. And then three, C, then we choose to live in alignment with God's definition of right and wrong. Even when it is inconvenient. It is inconvenient for Kaylee to go to Mexico or to all these young little women to go. That, that's incon it's inconvenient to stop to help a homeless person. It's inconvenient to sit down with your child and try to communicate and connect heart to heart when they're going through something. It's much easier to say, go, just go do that. Why? Because I told you so. It's not convenient. It's, okay, for the hundredth time, let's sit down and let's have that talk. Let me hear your heart. Let me listen to you. Let me show you the heart of the Father, God's heart through you. That's inconvenient. So it's choosing to align with God. Align our lives and our choices with God. Even when it's inconvenient. Even when it's contrary to my own thoughts and feelings. Right? The Lord says, honor him with our tithe. Honor him with the first fruits of our produce. Financially, honor the Lord. I don't feel like that. I, that, that doesn't feel right to me. So, who's your boss? Who are you going to align with? And the Lord says, if you honor him first, he will release blessings. So even when what's right and wrong, when God's definition, what he says in his word, is contrary to how we, our own thoughts and feelings. Even, and even when it's in opposition, what God says is in opposition to what society's views are. I'm just going to give one example. 
I mean, this is a, a hot topic in our day and age. But in our society, they say, that one of the narratives is, they cannot define what a man or a woman is. That's one of the narratives in our society. Cannot define what a man or a woman is. The Word of God is in direct opposition to that. It says God created them male and female. And that confusion. I mean, how many years ago, not too long ago, if people heard that this was going on, they would go, what is that? That's contrary to science? That's contrary, I mean, that is wreaking havoc in our society. Because when people are told that, that that's the case, that you can choose your gender, that brings about confusion. It brings about that angst. And man, God help the young people. Because they don't have the maturity to sort through those kind of issues, their hormones, their feelings, they, and they have that to try to deal with, that's not right. It's throwing society and young people into chaos, and while they're trying to figure it out, they are in, they're misaligned with God's design. That's why they feel all the angst. Because they're not aligned with how God designed people and the world to be. Fear of the Lord. Even when there's pressure in society to believe something, to affirm something, it's contrary to the word of God. You fear the Lord. You, you honor the word of God. No matter how, how inconvenient, how much it goes against your feelings, how much it goes against, contrary to society. Lesson two, learn what wise living looks like. Lesson one, have the fear of the Lord. Lesson two, learn what wise living looks like. Proverbs one, four, these Proverbs will give insight to the simple, knowledge and discernment to the young. So the Proverbs can teach us what a wise life looks like. When someone is living a wise life, this is what it looks like. This is what, the, what they do. This is how they act. This is their attitudes. This is their perspectives. And if you follow the Proverbs and make wise choices, 
it will lead to success in this world. That's one of the premises of Proverbs. It will most likely lead to success in this world. Because when you do that, your life is aligned with how God has designed the world. God took the world from chaos and he put in order. And when he created the world and the universe with order, there are spiritual, there are natural, there are physical, there are these different principles and laws that the universe operates by. And when we live our lives and make our choices that are in, in alignment with how the world, God set up the world to function, then we will most likely have success in the world that he set up. Doesn't that make sense? Not knowing, or knowing, or the word of, rewind. The key is not knowing the Proverbs, not just knowing them in our heads, but it's applying them. Okay, the Hebrew word for wisdom is kokhmah. Kokhmah. I don't have the guttural, you know, Hebrew. Okay, kokhmah. It means applied knowledge. So it's not just knowing it, but it's able to apply it to our lives. And what is interesting about this, even if someone does not know the Lord, even if they do not fear the Lord, but they are unknowingly living their life according to the principles of wisdom, then they may be experiencing, and they very well could be experiencing, success in the world. Let me give you an example. Let's talk about marriage. You see some Christians that love the Lord. They have a healthy reverence. They have a, a vibrant spiritual life. And yet their marriage is struggling. They seem to always have difficulties, always have issues, always have conflict going on. Why? Could it be that even though they love the Lord, they read the Bible, they pray, right? They do whatever, and they're just spiritually active in their, in their life, their faith. Could it be that in the area of relationships, they are not living according to wise principles? They don't have good relationship skills. They never work on their listening skills. That's a biggie. That's a biggie. Huge. That will revolutionize your marriage 100% if you just say, okay, this year, you can have a whole year. This year, I'm going to learn to be a good listener. I'm going to read books on it. I'm going to watch messages on it. I even, I even told them I, I really want to do a communication boot camp. Right? Right, Todd? Boot camp, right? Yeah. Yeah, boot camp. Because we've done enough where we've given information, but it's not about information. It's about being disciplined, being held accountable, being asked, did you do that this week? Did you do, did you try to apply? Are you trying to listen? Are you trying to reflective listening? So this is what you're here okay, you're saying, right? This is what, oh, so this is what I sent you feeling. This is what, so could it be Christian couple, love the Lord, marriage in the pits. 
On the other hand, you can have a non-Christian couple, a non-believing couple, does not honor the Lord, but in their marriage, they're living out good, healthy, wise principles in their marriage. And they're experiencing successful marriage. It's like gravity. You have a believer and a non-believer standing on a building, 10 stories. They both jump off. The believer, the, the non-believer scream. Ah, ah, ah. The believer's praying, trying to recite Bible verses, right? As you're falling to the ground. Most likely, unless God does a supernatural miraculous intervention, which he does at times. Not the norm, but he does. And he has, and he could. Most likely, they're both going to suffer the same consequences, right? Splat. Both of them. Because there is a natural law operating in the world. And unless you, if you don't live in alignment with that law, you're going to suffer the consequences. There are wisdom laws, wisdom principles. And if you are not living according to wisdom principles, you are suffering or you are going to suffer the consequences. So know what a wise life looks like. The Proverbs speaks about all these topics. Health, work, marriage, family, money, justice, friendship, character, possessions, speech, anger, emotions. Many people struggle because they are not living according to wise principles. So, know what a wise choice is. A wise, what a wise life look like. Regularly read in the Proverbs. If, that, if you feel like, oh, I'm, I'm lacking in that. I don't know why I struggle with that. I love the Lord. I go to small group. I pray. I listen to messages, but I don't know why I'm struggling all the time. Proverbs. Proverbs, 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 Proverbs. Because you need to, probably, you probably need to learn wisdom principles and apply them in your life. Okay? Number two, have wise people and mentors that you regularly meet with. Let's say you're struggling in your family with your kids. Look around the church. People you know. Whose family do I think, oh, they look like they've got a really good family going on. Hang out with them. Be like white on rice. Be right there. Hey, I'm struggling with your family. I see you. Just share with me. I, I Just impart to me your wisdom. Right? Live the wise way. Don't have to go through it yourself for one or two or five or ten or fifty years. Learn from someone else. Get with someone. Maybe you're struggling financially. Who do you live with? There's someone that they seem like they always got money. They seem like they don't struggle. I don't want to learn. Get, say, hey, I just think I'm struggling with this area. This is very, looks like your strength. Hey, can I just hang out with you? Can we just meet? Maybe it's work. Maybe it's relationships. Who is living well? Partner, get together with them. We have awesome people here that would love to do that. Okay, so lesson two, learn what a wise living looks like. So you can recognize it and start applying it. And lesson three, seek friendship with God, not formulas from God. We love formulas. 
We want formulas. We say, God, just give me the A, B, C, and I can do the X, Y, Z, and then I can have a good life. The problem with that is you can do that without having any relationship with God. And that's not what the Proverbs were meant for. Now, many people need to grow in wisdom, like you said. They struggle in life because they're not making wise choices. They're not in alignment, living in alignment with God. But the Proverbs are not promises. They are probabilities. That's from Bible Project. Bible Project Proverbs, right? If you watch it, oh, I've heard that before. The Proverbs are not promises. They are probabilities. In other words, if you live according to these principles... There's a good chance that you're going to experience success. But it's not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed. And we learn that from the two other wisdom books, Ecclesiastes. In Ecclesiastes, we learn that success in this world, in this life, that's, that's not all that there is. In fact, that's not the most important part. Right? Solomon tried. I'm going to try living by wealth. I'm going to try living by, um, you know, women. I'm going to try. He tried everything. He had to learn the hard way. He learned this way. He tried everything, and he comes to the conclusion: it's all folly. It's all folly. Just love the Lord, honor the Lord. So Ecclesiastes tells us it's a wisdom book. It says, don't just live for this life. Because if you have success in this life, if you gain the whole world, you can still lose your soul. And Job, right? Job shows us that life is more than formulas. Because Job was living according to all the wise principles, and yet, what happened to him? Disaster. Right? Disaster. Sometimes bad things happen to people who live wisely, and sometimes good things happen to people who live foolishly. Because life is more complicated than simple formulas. We just want the formula. Just give me the formula. Just give me the steps. Just give me the pill. Just give me something so I could just live and be blessed. Doesn't work like that. Because God does not want people just running around living according to principles. He wants relationship. He wants relationship with you. He wants you walking together in life. He wants friendship, loving relationship. That's why he sent his son. You know, incredible. He sent his son to honor the order that he had set up in the world. Because there's spiritual principles of sin, and only through the remission, through the sacrifice, through the shedding of blood can sin be forgiven, all these things. So God followed and lived according to the old principles he had set up. Right? But he did that not so that we can have these formulas, but so that we can have friendship and relationship with God. Just to help us to experience this point, we're going to have a lab, okay? We're going to have a, if you've been here a long time, the people that have been here a long time, they go, oh no, a lab. 
Okay? You know how in chemistry you learn the book knowledge, but then you have to go to the lab to actually experiment and you know get a taste of it? In church we do that too. In our church we do that too. We have these labs. It's kind of like an exercise. Okay, so what I did this in fact yesterday, I read through all the whole problems. But before I read the Proverbs, I asked the Lord. I said, Lord, would you highlight to me verses that you want to speak to our people today? And so I just went through the Proverbs, and when something kind of hit me, I like, oh, I said something there. I wrote that Proverb down. And I had this big list, and I wanted to pare it down. So I paired it up to seven. Seven proverbs. Okay. Now how this is going to work, I'm just going to show you and read a proverb. And that's the wisdom teaching. Okay. That's the wisdom, understanding the wisdom teaching, knowing, understanding. But the reason why we need to walk with the Lord is we have to know, Lord, what are you speaking to me? What are you highlighting to me through this Because if you are just trying to live out those principles without the Lord, you're going to encounter a lot of situations where you still don't know. And that's where God wants us to come to Him and hear His voice and be a relationship with Him. Okay, so I'm just going to pray, and then we're just going to go through. I'm just going to read these verses. And what I want you to do as I read these verses, open your heart. with one, there's going to be something where you sense the Lord saying, oh, this area of your life, out of alignment, and you are not experiencing my blessings because you are living and walking and making choices out of alignment. Come back into alignment, and he will guide you, he will speak to you about how to respond, alright? Holy Spirit, thank you for being here. Do not depend on your own understanding. 
seek his will in all you do. Proverbs 12, 16. A fool is quick-tempered, but a wise person stays calm when insulted. Like you said, the Lord saying, if you are having difficulty with anger, the Proverbs speak a lot about anger. If you are having difficulty with anger, then that's just a sign to you that you need help. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. 
1421. It is a sin to belittle one's neighbor. Blessed are those who help the poor. It is a sin to belittle your neighbor. Blessed are those who help the poor. And lastly, Proverbs 19.3. People ruin their lives with their own foolishness and then are angry at the Lord. And the word I get here is responsibility. God has given you the power to choose. And there's some of you, there's areas of your life which you've neglected and you're not taking responsibility for. You, you blame others, you even blame God. But God wants to walk with you and help you take responsibility for those areas and make you wise in your decisions. Thank you so much for joining us for our online service. Hope you will join us in person sometime. It'll be great to see you and meet you. Don't forget to subscribe to our Catalyst YouTube channel so you don't miss out on anything. And be blessed this week. And as always, thank you, Jesus.